Hello and welcome to In the Shower with Taz and Marcus, a bite-sized informative podcast that's aimed to be listened to while you're in the shower, but really you can listen to it anywhere at all. The whole point of this podcast is that Taz and I take the mysteries of the world, those questions that have kept you awake at night, and we debunk them in the time it takes you to have a shower. Thus far, we've answered questions like... Do plants have feelings? Who are better drivers, men or women? Why do we cross our fingers for good luck? And loads, loads more. I suppose you could say... We expand your mind while you wash your behind. And this week is no different. This week, just like the last eight weeks, we've been partnering with Cadbury Twirl to solve those twirly thoughts that have been keeping Cadbury Twirl fans awake at night. All in an effort to try to answer the most mysterious question of them all... What, what makes, makes a twirl, twirl so, so twirly? I don't think we've gotten any closer to getting to the bottom of it. This is the final episode in our partnership with Cadbury Twirl. Okay, I'm going to, you give me your theory, and I'm going to give you my final eight week in. I have thought about this in the shower. I have woke up in the middle of the night and thought about this. I have quizzed taxi drivers and grannies alike, and I have my final set in concrete answer, but I want to hear yours first. Do you know what? I've stopped questioning. I just accept that they are. And I think everyone else should too. We can look at the twirl and ask what makes it so twirly. But at the end of the day, we just have to accept and love its twirls. Oh, he makes me sick. Does he make you sick, listeners? So whimsical. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, mine is way more cold, hard, fact, evidence-based. Go on. I have said this theory before, and I've thought of different theories in the meantime, but I do think that the most logical way, or the most realistic way that a Cadbury twirl is so twirly is that they get the sheet of chocolate that's not quite set they lay it really really thin and they scrunch it up with a long knife style thing and they scrunch it all up and then they cover that in chocolate like that is that is realistically the way that they do it I don't think that it is but you know what at the end of the day only the people in the twirl factory know what makes a Cadbury twirl so twirly Hopefully one day the truth will be unveiled. It'll be like X-Files. But until then, we have our own truths to unveil, our own twirly thoughts to answer. And this week's question is a good one. This week's question, which was asked at our live In the Shower with Taz and Marcus recording in the Cadbury Twirl tent at EP, wow, that was a mouthful, is... How does Wi-Fi work? In the shower with Taz and Marcus, 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 in the shower with Taz and Marcus. So yeah, how how does the Wi-Fi work? How how amazing is Wi-Fi to kick things off? Wi-Fi is I would say Wi-Fi is the biggest change in the world in the last kind of like 15 years. When you actually think about it, um the fact that you can access Anything on the internet from a computer in your pocket, wherever you are, is absolutely insane. It's insane. It's, it's, it's so... Like, I remember the days before Wi-Fi when we had to use dial-up. And I have a brother who's one year ahead of me. Yeah. And MSN was like the social media of that time. And oh, that's how you contacted you all your friends. Messenger? But there was one computer in the corner of our kitchen and we used to murder each other on who would get to use that computer during like the, the rush hour of maybe like 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock. Wow, okay. Because I suppose MSN Messenger was that thing that, like, if you wanted to talk to somebody who you liked, you didn't have to call their home and th- maybe one of their parents would pick up. Yeah. You know, it was always MSN being like, what you up to? WB? No, it, X. W, W-U-A, what you ask. What you, no, that's about, I think that's Mullingar showing through. What you ask? <laughs> what do you ask? Like, but do, do you remember, like, do you remember life without smartphones? Do you remember, like, infrared? 
are the days of flip phones or infrared when you used to have to send send things like by holding the two phones together you send was, wallpapers and ringtones do you remember polyphonic ringtones give me give me a polyphonic ringtone uh that that was mine <laughs> <laughs> it's called wondering man um, but genuinely like i remember when i was in school like whoever had like the coolest like case for their phone whoever had like the coolest wallpapers they were they were like the don I had a phone that actually uh, tw- swiveled around. You, yeah. you remember that one with the little label on the side? And I do. Swiveled? Do you know what I just remembered? I actually think that, like, you know, that was the heyday of technological advancement. But you remember Crazy Frog? Let's do the Crazy Frog. No, that was that was a, a mad time. Can you imagine how mad that made parents? But also the fact that literally. A ringtone, a polyphonic ringtone, became the number one single in the world. That's insane, isn't it? That is incredible. But that was actually played on radios. I know. I don't think you can get much better than Crazy Frog. Our ears will never recover. Anyway, back to Wi-Fi. I'm going to take you back to the very, very, very beginning of the internet and chat a little bit about where it all came from. Any ideas when the internet was invented, when it came about? Um, I actually... Do kind of know this? Um, it was started in kind of the late 1960s, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was an academic project in the 1960s, but it only became a global commercial network in the 1990s. Today, it is used by more than two billion people around the world. That's mad, isn't it's it? It's so mad. Yeah. But uh, back in the early days, as we mentioned, the connection took place across wires before it was wireless. So that dial-up was. Wires before it became wireless. Okay, so wireless is such a buzzword, isn't it? Like, it sounds cool. Like, you know, the way you go to see muse- to museums, see fossils of dinosaurs, I reckon in a few hundred years, it's going to be like a museum of wires. Because, like, that's going to be, like, that. it's not going to exist anymore. Everything's just going to be virtual. Because even on the way into the studio this morning, I was trying to listen to a podcast, and I got a new iPhone 7, and I had my headphones. And you can put the headphones into an iPhone 7 because it's USB-C. So it's going to just become one wire, I feel, and then become wireless. I don't know. I actually think that we're going to have a little chip implanted in our brain. Uh, genuinely. like Or something like that. What? So like, if you want to hear music, you're not going to hear it through your ears. You're just going to hear it from inside your own head. Do you really think that? I don't know. Maybe. That's so insane. It'd be mad, wouldn't it? But like, y- Imagine just like having, having Spotify or something. You can just listen to it just through your, through your brain as, that, opposed, as opposed to from the outside in. That is actually, that could happen. Yeah, that's listen, insane. Could happen. Okay, anyway, back to wireless. So, wireless is wireless. How, how else can we describe wireless other than being wireless? But it started out as a way of sending audio programs through the air. Pretty soon, we started calling it radio. And then, when pictures were added to the signal, television was born. Video killed the radio star. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And now, of course, we have the wireless internet. So, back in 2007, approximately half of all of the world's internet users were using some kind of wireless access. And now, in 2018, about 80% of us use wireless to get online at home. But do you know what? Like, I, I've used broadband forever. And, yeah. like, how exactly does it work? I assume, just as you said, it's similar to radio or TV, and it's done through through kind of like invisible radio waves. That's exactly it. So first I'm going to give a bit of an explainer on how radio works because Wi-Fi is almost identical. Okay, hit me. 
So radio is like an invisible game of throw and catch. Right. Okay. So instead of throwing a ball from one person to another, you send information coded as a pattern of electricity and magnetism from a transmitter, which would be the thrower, to the receiver, which would be the catcher. Okay, I get you. So basically you're sending electrical signals from one to another. One's receiving, one's catching. Exactly. And both of which are kind of antennas. The mm-hmm. transmitter is a piece of equipment that turns electrical signals, such as the sound of someone speaking, radio, a picture, television, whatever that may be, into an oscillating electromagnetic wave that beams through the air at the speed of light, which is about 300,000 kilometres per second. The receiver is a mirror image piece of equipment that catches the wave and then turns it back into electrical signals so we can recreate the radio sounds or TV pictures. The transmitter turns voice or picture into like kind of coded waves and shoots them off into the air, right? Then it hits the receiver and it decodes those waves back into voice or picture, right? Yeah. That's amazing. Honestly, I'm picturing some kind of like Star Wars style shoot off where they're shooting information at the Death Star, but the Death Star is just decoding into pictures. That's uh, what I'm envisioning is a thrower and the receiver being like a golden retriever. Oh, that's the best kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, the more powerful the transmitter and the receiver, the further apart they can be spaced. Radio stations, of course, as we know, use gigantic transmitters. And that's why we can pick up radio signals from thousands of miles away on the opposite side of the earth. So wireless internet does exactly the same thing. Exactly. So Wi-Fi works off the same principle as other wireless devices. The difference is all to do with frequencies. Right, okay. The radio frequencies are completely different from, say, walkie-talkies or car radios or cell phones or even weather radios. And, for example, your car stereo receives frequencies in kilohertz and megahertz, which is AM and FM stations, and Wi-Fi transmits and receives data in gigahertz range. So, remember when we did an episode on why the sky is blue and that had to do with waves and frequencies? Yeah? Yeah. It's it's super similar. It's all to do with those radio waves, these invisible waves that are travelling through the air. So to break it down even further, hertz is a simple unit of frequency. Everybody hurts. Everybody. (laughs) How many songs have we sang in this episode so far? I don't know. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so let's say you're standing on a pier watching waves come in. As you look down at the waves, you can see the crest of each wave roll on by. If you counted how many seconds between each wave crest, that would be the frequency of the wave. So if the time between each crest was, say, one second, that would mean that the wave frequency was one hertz or one cycle per second. Oh, wow. I never actually thought that frequency means how often they're, like, lapping or kind of, like, that makes absolute sense. It is how frequent they are. So how do those real waves compare to internet waves? Comparing sea waves to megahertz and gigahertz those waves are moving at one million and one billion cycles per second in the air. So to receive the information found in these waves, your radio receiver needs to be set to receive waves of a certain frequency. For Wi-Fi, this frequency happens to be 2.4 gigahertz and 5 gigahertz. And believe it or not, this is a great one. These waves are very similar to the frequencies found in your microwave. And that's why some people with old or faulty microwaves experience a problem with their Wi-Fi signal when they're trying to make popcorn. Oh my God, that's insane. So when you're trying to make popcorn, your Wi-Fi can drop. If you have a really old microwave, people have experience. So if your Wi-Fi, if your microwave's like shooting out things at like somewhere between 2.4 and 5 gigahertz. Wow, that's amazing. I'd say people have thought that that was aliens. 
That is absolutely bonkers. Like, honestly, I would be freaked out if I was just there, you know, had my Netflix on, went to went to make some popcorn, stuck it in the microwave, and then all of a sudden the, the internet drops and you're watching a horror film and you hear the wind outside and a knock on the door and then your popcorn's done and your internet just comes back to normal. Yeah, that's <laughs> I remember actually, you know the way speaking of how the internet kind of affects the microwave or the microwave affects the Wi-Fi. It's not quite radio signals. But I remember when I was in primary school, my principal at the time gave us this kind of riddle. Not quite, I don't know if it's, a, it's, if it's a riddle as such, but he told us that if we could solve it, then we wouldn't get homework for the whole year. Okay. So I'm going to give it to you, okay? Right. So he said that this was kind of like in the golden age of television. You know when families used to sit down and watch something at night all together? Yeah. Like it was a, television was the be all and end all. Like mm-hmm. remember during the X Factor, everybody watched it on a Saturday yeah. night. So he said, I think he used Carnation Street as, as an example. And he said, why during the ad break for Carnation Street do, do the lights dim a little bit? If you can, And he said, if you can guess this, no homework for the whole year. I would say it's something to do with the amount of electricity being pumped into the grid. But why at the, why at the ad break would the light dip? People going to the toilet and turning on the lights in the toilet. People going to the kettle and turning on the kettle to make a cup of tea. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Isn't that mad? That's crazy. Isn't it? Oh, I was almost right. You are almost right, actually. You you almost got out of a year of primary school homework. That's okay. Do you know what? I went for the answer of P. The real answer was T. I just mixed up my letters. (laughs) (laughs) So, we need to finish this episode we figured out how Wi-Fi works. Can you give me a, a brief explainer? It's pretty so, simple, actually. It's all about them waves. So in the same way that radio and television... Wave tele- after wave. <laughs> wave after wave. So this whole episode has just been songs. Um, in the same way that radio and television transmit through waves, Wi-Fi sends a signal uh, from a receiver and a catcher kind of gets it and decodes it. But it just operates at a, somewhere between 2.4 and 5 gigahertz, which means billion waves per second. So it's just an extremely, extremely rapid... Wave transmission. That's exactly it, Marcus. There you go. And it's everywhere. It's in you. It's around you. Wi-Fi is it's in your ears right now. It's in your breakfast cereal in the morning. It's stroking your back. Maybe that's how Cadbury Twirls <laughs> get so twirly. <gasps> it's Wi-Fi. Maybe it's Wi-Fi. Maybe the waves get in there and the chocolate's so fine that it just bubbles it all up. That's actually not a bad theory. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you want some facts to end the episode? I always want some facts. You better believe that there are some amazing facts out there about the internet. I can only imagine. Go on, tell me. First off, 250 billion emails are sent out daily. And even more shocking than that, 81% of those emails are spam. Are you serious? Yep. Oh my God. And not the ham. <laughs> <laughs> now, the amount of emails that you get, like, hello, dear Taz. I'm a prince and I have a bank account in escrow with one million euros waiting for you. Did you ever think that there might actually just be a lad who has loads of money and he just wants to give you some? And just everybody's like, I'm not falling for your tricks, trickster. <laughs> I wonder how many people have fallen for that, though. I don't know. I almost did when I was a kid. Did you? Almost, give yeah. Give us the story. Oh, I just got an email like when I was maybe like 12 or 13. Um, <laughs> I remember going into my parents and be like, you're not going to believe this. But this guy wants to give me $17 million. <laughs> I don't know how this happened. I was just, I was on MSN Messenger and all of a sudden it's like, he's, this guy's a prince, so he's obviously legit. 
but he wants to give me all this money. So uh, can I have your bank account details just so he can... And my dad was like, no, that's enough internet for you today. What, yeah. was your, what was your email address? Oh, I can't even remember. I think it's always just been Marcus. Uh, uh, yeah. Really? So yours hasn't been... Mine, my one was tallywally75 at hotmail.com. <laughs> oh, yeah. So anyway, that's, that's that. <laughs> can we get another fact? Okay. So China has treatment camps for internet addicts. I could probably do with one of them. Do you reckon? Yeah, I spend a lot of time just scrolling on my phone, just scroll, on scroll. Reddit and everything. Scroll, yeah. scroll. Okay, finally, mm-hmm. one more fact. Go for it. Gangnam Style by... Psy? 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 I was like, P-S-Y, Psy. Gangnam Style by Psy is still the most viewed video of all time with more than 2 billion, 840 million views. So almost 3 billion views. Almost 3 billion views. For I was looking style. at that number, okay? 2840000000. And for one second, I was like, how, how do you even say this word? Yeah, almost, almost 3 billion views. Oh, by Gangnam Style. So there you have it. That is something that we use every single day. Wi-Fi in your pocket, Wi-Fi in your laptop, Wi-Fi in your soul. And now you know how it works. <laughs> I'd like to apologise for Marcus and myself for our few renditions of a couple of songs there in that episode. I'm sorry to your ears for having to listen to them. Is it too late now to say sorry? <laughs> um, also, apologies if this episode is a little bit cut up. There are builders next to the studio drilling. So we've been kind of starting and stopping this whole time. Hopefully you guys still are tuned in and down with the down with the podcast. Well, if you're listening right now, you're tuned in, aren't you? Yes, you are. Via the Wi-Fi. Um, so this is our last week partnering with Cadbury Twirl. We have had some brilliant questions sent in by Cadbury Twirl fans. We've been trying to get to the bottom of what makes a twirl so twirly. But most of all, we've had loads and loads of fun. We've done live shows at Electric Picnic. We've done a load of episodes. We've gone all around the country, literally asking people questions. It's been incredible. So big, big thank you to Cadbury Twirl. It's been really, really amazing. So thank you so much to all the Cadbury Twirl fans who submitted questions, to all the In The Shower fans and Cadbury Twirl fans that came to our live shows, and of course to all the folks at Cadbury for making this opportunity happen. Before we get into a couple more thank yous, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, If you have a question or you want to get in touch, or you want to send us a picture of your cat, your dog, your lizard, your snake, your penguin, your hamster, your gerbil, your alpaca, your chinchilla, Okay, I'm going to have to call it here, Mark. No, anything. If you want to, if you want to, want to do anything if you want to say hi you can get in touch with us in many ways you can get in touch with us on social media uh, on Facebook just look up In The Shower with Taz and Marcus on Instagram and Twitter just search for at In The Shower Pod or if you want to get in touch via email just drop us a mail at In The Shower Podcast at gmail.com we are once again putting out a huge call for questions because our campaign with Cadbury Twirl has sadly come to an end so we're looking for those mystery questions that are keeping you up at night so that we can debunk them and make the world a more interesting place a few thank yous to wrap up the episode Thank you so much to Alan and Paddy and all the crew in the Headstub studio. We couldn't do it without you. A big thank you to the immeasurably talented Florence Robinson, who does our cover art. We love you, Flo. Next up, thank you so much, Dave Gertzman, for our amazing theme music and for our more amazing 
jingle that he sent us that we're going to play at the end of this episode. Thank you so much, Dave. If you want a jingle made, search Dave's Record Rama on Instagram. It's well worth it. And one final thank you goes to you who are listening to this right now. Thank you to each of your ears and thank you to your fingers for opening up whatever it is you use to listen to this podcast and for giving us your ears for the last 15 or so minutes. This podcast would simply not exist if it wasn't for you. So really, really from the bottom of our little squishy hearts, thank you. Next week's episode. We have left next Monday's episode blank because we want to answer a quick turnaround fire question from one of you listeners. So please get those questions in and we'll choose one and answer it for next Monday. And that episode will be ready for your morning shower. But in the meantime, keep scrubbing. In the shower with Marcus. 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 This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.